0: We are geek centric and you can be too. What's up, Geeks? And welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and this is our first episode ever. This is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. Joining me on the show, we have J-Law. Yo, yo. And to his right, we've got Big Kev Dog himself, Kevin. Kevin. What an intro. Uh, what's up, geeks and geekettes? Let's do this. How's it going today,
1: guys? It's time for the GCPC. <laughs> okay, is that what we're calling Wow, GCPC. That's <laughs> a sick name. I don't know. It kind of sounds like something that you don't want to have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and on that note, I'm super stoked to dig into our first episode. But before we do, I thought it would be a good idea um, if, Justin, you, you kind of mentioned you might want to kind of talk a little bit about why it is that we're making this podcast and, you know, what, what are our decision behind moving from our YouTube channel content into more audio long form content.
1: Yeah, so for people that are finding us for the first time, we start our geeky adventure in the YouTube world. Uh, The three of us knew that we wanted to create content and try our hand at making something that was entirely unique. And I think uh, I've been fortunately blessed to have you guys believe in what we're doing. Uh, from a creative standpoint. And I think, you know, it kind of winds its way all the way back to, you know, Kevin and I just kind of starting as, you know, high school friends and just wanting to make something, just wanting to do something. And it only took 20 years. It only took 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that idea, right? Like when you're a creator, or you want to create, it's like, there's a lot of talk, right? Mm -hmm. And I was learning very early on, I spent a lot of time talking about, about doing something. Yeah. About yeah. wanting to make something about wanting to do something. And I spent a lot of that time talking with Kevin and yourself mm-hmm. about different things that I'd love to do. And mm-hmm. I think what was really great is we honed in on a passion of ours. Mm-hmm. And we said, why don't we turn that into something that we can make? And that's collecting. And we are huge collectors who enjoy that, that sport of getting those unique finds and and things that mean something to us remind us of of that our past and and those things that we appreciate and i think that's what kind of spearheaded this whole process right
0: yeah kevin how many subscribers do we have now uh we have 10,055 at last Mm -hmm.
2: 10,055 which is you know and when you consider that in the middle of july we were sitting around six or seven hundred going you know, what would be a good goal for the end of our second year, a thousand. <laughs> Let's find a way to get to a thousand, yeah. and then overnight, Lion King took off. Mm-hmm. Boom! It's at two point eight million views. That's crazy. And you know, we hit a thousand in five days, and over the next two months, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. And whatever. I mean, if if you are listening to us from, uh, you've come from our YouTube channel, from you know, watching that. If you are a subscriber, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for for helping us get to this point. We are extremely excited, um, and really, this is just just the beginning. And yes. I think the content that we make um, get yes, it is it is something we absolutely love. We have a passion for, but we we've got all this other stuff that we want to talk about, and I think that's really why we're yeah, doing I, this.
1: I think going back to the root of your question is why are we doing this? It's because you know we've discovered that the channel was meant to kind of be all purpose. Mm-hmm. But once we've dis- once we discovered our niche of what we do really well it's kind of hard to deviate and get the new audience when we were focusing so hard on that collectible side right so now the podcast and, and we all love podcasts mm-hmm. we all love listening to the podcast of our interests and we know the value that they add to our day-to-day so we just want we want to start adding some value to other people's day-to-day by talking about the things that we love and the things that we really wanted to do like movie reviews Mm -hmm. talking about television shows up and coming things Mm -hmm. uh you know news and popular culture Mm -hmm. like you know that was the kind of the goal Mm -hmm. with where we wanted to go with the channel and i still think it's possible but i think it's it's we're on it we're on a certain direction with the channel Mm -hmm. the podcast is now going to be this whole new avenue of being able to just open up about these things that we really love so i'm super excited about
2: that i don't want to make the channel sound like it's just for collectors or it's just for a specific audience. Because Mm -hmm. I think what we try to do differently than, you know, other similar channels is bring more than just the collecting to it. We want to show where the passion comes from behind that collecting. And so our videos aren't just about the collectibles themselves, but about the pop culture that inspired them and why we like that. Mm -hmm. And so the channel is definitely not just for somebody who collects pops or collects statues or collects that sort of thing. I Mm -hmm. think any fan of The Office can watch our latest fun boxing video and, you know, pick up on some subtle jokes we put in, notice the tribute to it, get a nice nostalgic flashback to the show. it's Mm -hmm. really designed both to showcase a collection as well as our passion for it.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think one of the strongest elements of our videos is Justin's amazing technical prowess and his ability to assemble a video and shoot and cut a video with like pristine quality. I mean, this guy's top notch. I'm not even just saying that because he paid me to for the show. Um, but He's literally to do something, bills right now. No. To, to do something with that quality in yeah. the format of a, a movie review, mm-hmm. it, it just wasn't worth the time and effort that, you know, that went into it and mm-hmm. didn't give us the freedom to talk as candidly as we're going to be able to hear. And so Absolutely. I think that's where we're shifting yeah. to this yeah. podcast format is to give ourselves a chance to just blab on and on and on, where there's a more concise nature to the YouTube
1: channel. Absolutely, and I think that that's a good call out. Like, it's not about the the channel. The hope is that the channel would inspire, would capture those fans of the various things that we we kind of speak to. You know, Kevin brought up The Office, but like, you know, even if we go back to Lion King, you know, two and a half million. Those people that appreciated that that comes from that appreciation of like the music and and the aesthetic and. Mm-hmm. those toys symbolize something to them. So to draw on that audience for them to watch it and then engage with us further by hitting that subscribe button. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah.
2: So guys, speaking of that, if you are listening to the podcast, but not subscribed to the channel, get over there. Let's hit a hundred K next. You can that's, check us out. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Do
1: absolutely. It. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube. Our, you can search geek centric. That's geek centric, no. not Geocentric. Yeah. Not <laughs> not every geocentric. time. <laughs> no, you did not mean Geocentric. <laughs> Um, but if you want the direct link, it's youtube.com slash Geekcentric. But that's not what we're here for today, is it, Nate?
0: No, it's not. Actually, we've got some really cool segments that we're going to be kind of filtering throughout every episode. Uh, but the way we're going to start every episode is just with Watcha. Uh, so let me ask you, Justin, what you have been doing?
1: What have I been doing? Well, I have been watching movies Mm -hmm. lately, um... I have been kind of on this Scorsese um, binge, if you will. Okay. Oh, that's relevant. No uh, <laughs> time. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've, always, I've always really been into Scorsese films, but with uh, The Irishman coming up, mm. I definitely wanted to, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying that this is going to be harkening back to very traditional styles of Scorsese. And I think he's kind of winded his way through certain things. So I'm not watching everything, mm-hmm. but I'm watching movies that I think are relative to just understand his aesthetic. Okay. So, um, not getting into mass detail on each, but I started with uh, Goodfellas again. Mm-hmm. I actually had never seen Casino, Kevin. Okay. Because uh, we were talking about You made this. a movie
0: called Casino Kevin?
1: No. Casino. <laughs> uh, casino. Well, no. Kevin and I were talking and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, Casino is better than Goodfellas.
0: Uh, uh, yes. I
2: prefer Casino over Goodfellas. Right.
1: So, and I I had never seen Casino. So, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I've actually never watched this. hmm and I watched it, and I will just give you this one thing: I don't see a very much of a difference between *Goodfellas* and 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 uh, *Casino*, other than some better acting, in my opinion, from oh. De Niro and mm-hmm. and you know Sharon Stone. The similar cast, definitely, and and, and also the similar narrative, and like this, it being read to you, and so on, and or the story being told to you. Um, now I've moved into *Departed*, and I think I'm okay. actually going to go back. To, Weird little thing dance I'm doing, but I mm-hmm. watched Departed because I feel like that fits. Yeah. But I actually have not seen. This is really bad. I've not seen Gangs of New York. Oh, okay. okay. I so don't know well, how Gangs much York, that one
2: will will hearken to Irishman based on the trailers and everything. Yeah. But it's a it's a, a must see yeah. flick if you're if you're doing a Scorsese run. I, I will say sure. this
1: though, from watching all these movies, he he definitely is. He has his own unique style. He has his own unique way of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see how he brings some of those traditional elements that he's already used into this new Netflix. Exactly movie. into this ne- new Netflix uh, film, and it's being posted as a Netflix film, but we know it's also going to do the circuit of the festivals. And yeah, it's going to do the Oscars. Oscars, and, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to so definitely a lot like be like the
2: there. Uh, the Eddie Murphy movie that's making waves right now. What right? is uh, I am. Oh,
1: there's a Nettie Murphy
2: movie? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to, to but no, it's, right. it's another Netflix movie that's mm-hmm. hitting theaters and limited engagement first, mm-hmm. you know, so for the fans of the theater or whatever, you can go see it there. But he's getting buzzed, Eddie's back apparently. But anyway, so that's not what we're talking about. We're doing <laughs> Irishman. Well, and, and just
0: and... just in terms of Scorsese, so a uh, little fun fact, I have never seen any of the films that you've just mentioned yeah, ever. Um, uh, get used to this. You're gonna go what at least once an episode to something <laughs> Nate hasn't seen. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know we'll have a whole segment on what we haven't seen sometime in the future. But but I I was curious. Does he is he like one of those directors that uses the same group of actors in yeah. every movie?
1: He he's worked really closely with like De Niro. For extended period yeah, of time. He's done a
2: bunch with De Niro. He's done a bunch with Leo. Yep. A bunch with know, Leo. He's, he's got his own muses, yeah. right? Like he's one of those directors, yes, that does have yeah,
1: he has good know. relationships with certain actors and I think he likes to see he likes to challenge he likes to take his writing and his characters and, and position it with an actor. Okay. And then challenging that actor, right? I find De Niro very one pace. yeah like i was
2: gonna say that's the one thing i like about the the leo movies over the de niro ones is that leo's different in both of those like drastically different where mm-hmm. it's de niro playing the yeah. same type of guy the same character yeah. and it looks like this is like the same character again right but older yeah, you know exactly which is kind of cool let's yeah. revisit that character 20 years later but
1: yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna be good and, and I, I you know coming back to the arrangement the cast itself you know joe pesci's in it you know Uh, Al Pacino is going to be in it, you know, like we have these quintessential actors that kind of established also like the quote unquote gangster movies of Hollywood, um, you know, resurging themselves in this new film directed by, you know, a very pivotal gangster Hollywood film. Yeah, Yeah, the king of gangster Hollywood films. So, Um, yeah, so super excited for that. And I've just been uh, been enjoying some Scorsese.
0: Score Scorsese, awesome. I think we might talk a little bit more about him uh, throughout today's episode. Maybe just a little. But uh, Kevin, what you been doing?
2: Um, well, for our younger uh, listeners.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. One thing. Um, uh, uh, Dolomite is my name. Is the name of the movie you're thinking of? Yes, earlier. thank you. Dolomite yeah. is my name. With yeah. The Eddie Murphy. Yeah, getting uh, great buzz. Looking, Eddie's yeah. back. Yeah, yeah it yeah. looks. I haven't. I haven't watched a trailer for it, but these screenshots look awesome.
2: Yeah, it looks. It looks like it's going to be uh, out of control. Very, Very cool. excited for that one. Sorry. What I've been watching is, uh, wacha. I mean, how do you say that singularly? Uh, right. What's what what, what what about? What about? What about?
1: Uh, what about?
2: All right. Uh, but so what I've been, uh, up to is, uh, for our younger listeners, uh, there's a thing called network television <laughs> and shows are released weekly. Not all at once where you can right. binge them. Uh, and How I, much do
0: you have? You have to subscribe to that? No, no. What, you what just pay a,
2: a buttload to a cable company. <laughs> so um, you
1: technically are subscribed.
2: I guess in a, in a sense, yes. But uh, so, you know, end of September, early October means, uh, you know, season premiere weeks. Okay. Um, and, like I, you know, as much as I like streaming, as much as I love having a show and being able to watch it all in eight hours and just, to, you know, absor- I also love having nights, you know? Mm-hmm. you know. Thursday night was Friends back when I was a kid. And then mm-hmm. Thursday night was The Office night, you know, mm-hmm. and having those nights where it's like every Wednesday, you can't wait till that show comes on. I mean, mm-hmm. I still DVR, so I can skip the the commercials. But, yeah. you know, so uh, getting, you know, a new season of It's Always Sunny, um, oh, okay. which is exciting. A new season of American Horror Story, which is less exciting, but I'm still going to watch it. You know, we're nine seasons deep or whatever. Let's wow. see what they do this time. You've been
0: watching it that, the whole time. Uh,
2: I mean, I didn't watch it until about season six or okay. so. And, and then I caught up through binging, right. um, ironically enough. But now I've been, so yeah, it's, it's season nine. But it's
0: not an, it's it's a it's an anthology series. Yeah, right? so like every
2: season's different, different. Uh, okay. you know. Um, so that's been back. Uh, I mean, last season of Modern Family. So while the mm. show has dipped drastically in, in quality, I'm still going to stick through it to the end. And, right, and you got to so, see how it ends. So, I mean, that's just been my last few weeks is, is catching back up on uh, all the shows that start at the end of September.
0: On the good old television. On the good old
1: television. <laughs> Nate, what, uh, what you been up to? What you been up to, Nate?
0: I, uh, I caught up on the righteous gemstones uh, on HBO uh, through Crave. Um, I don't have the cable uh, that you speak of uh, for the olds uh, but uh, but no yeah I've been, I've been watching the righteous gemstones um, it's it's interesting because it, it is there's a lot of really funny moments to it but it's starting to get to that place where like any good, HBO dark comedy, it's starting to get. It's getting
2: heavy. Like, how many heavy. episodes are they in now? Uh,
0: so, they're at eight episodes uh, as of just oh last my Sunday. Oh,
2: wow. I'm way behind mm-hmm. on that one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because um, I saw the undertones of that happening in the first one. Yep. So, if it's just ramping up, I can only imagine. It's
0: going to... Yeah, it starts to... And it it's, it keeps some of its, its, uh, its fun aspects to it as well. But there's this one character uh, who I'm not sure if you've met yet uh, named Uncle Baby Billy. And he is just... He's incredible. Um, he's, he's one of the older uh, characters on the show. And they, they, they use a bunch of makeup on him to, to make him look a lot older. Walter Goggins. Uh, who, oh, Walter. Do you, know, do you know who Walter Goggins of is? Course, of course. He's, so he does this incredible job. And they, they use this makeup to make him look a lot older. But he is just, he's so freaky and very, um, I mean, he's, he, he's deep south. Uh, Kind of character, right? I I think
2: Walter Goggins is eventually going to establish himself as the prime character actor of our time. I don't know if you guys watch Sons of Anarchy, um, Um, but he plays a transvestite character. Oh, really? And he is so lovely as this character. You just, you love when he or she is on screen. It's amazing. So, like, he just, he's different in every role, you know, unless he's playing that really stereotypical bad guy, which he does very well. He can be different in every role but he's I love kind of, so
0: he's kind of like gary oldman in exactly that way what right i mean Where like he's he...
2: kind of that next guy who yeah. almost is unrecognizable each time you see him
0: very cool very cool i'd yeah. love to watch more stuff with him in it um just getting the first taste of it in, in righteous gemstones but yeah
1: well yeah walter Wal- walton uh, goggins is uh Walter. oh walton goggins yes, oh sorry. is it walton yeah it is walton oh geez yeah. i don't even him. Yeah. That. that's like yeah. respect walter, kind of walton goggins is um uh... You Know he is the deep south actor, like he, yeah, he was yeah. great in Django. I'm almost certain that he is from the southern states, it should say on his IMDb. Of oh, almost certainly with that drawl,
2: yeah, I would
1: say so, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, you know, he was great, yeah, he's from Birmingham, Alabama, Alabama yeah, he's from Alabama, Alabama. Right? So, you know, being from Alabama, you know, he basically just brings that that deep south to every role mm-hmm. that he plays. I loved him in uh, Hateful Eight. Oh, he yeah, he was great in Hateful Eight. Again,
0: another movie. I know. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I you did. Should,
1: you know what the segment should be? Things yeah. Nate hasn't, hasn't watched. seen. <laughs> Listen, and I'm
0: sure yeah. there are movies that you guys have not seen that will oh, freak I've, people I listed, out. I've listed a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I did actually watch a Scorsese movie um, called The King of Comedy. Um it's, a, it's what the Joker was, I feel, was based off of, or I guess was based off of, um, and kind of where Todd Phillips originally drew that inspiration from.
1: Well, there it was early on rumored that he that Scorsese was actually going to direct it. Right. He was originally he had, attached to it. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, he ended up just taking a producer credit, if they're, if I'm not on Joker. I don't even know
0: if he did that. But I do know that he, the movie, uh, The Irishman that you mentioned, was the reason, apparently, that he didn't end up. Uh, helping out with the Joker or taking on the Joker, so
1: yeah, he's not on the producer list. No, no, no. yeah. Okay.
0: So we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Joker a little bit later, but first, let's get into the news. It's all about the details. All right. So speaking of Martin Scorsese, our first news story comes from an interview with Empire Magazine, in which Martin Scorsese was asked about what he thinks of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. To which he replied with, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't cinema, uh, sorry, it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. So, guys, as huge fans of the MCU, as well as Justin... Obviously, you're a big fan of Scorsese and Kevin probably as well. Uh, what do you, do you agree with the, what he kind of thinks about our beloved MCU?
1: He's not wrong. Yeah. I don't think he's wrong. I I think what he's talking about is that he comes from a different background of what film means to him. Right. right? And he knows being in the industry, there's two kinds of movies that are being made. Mm-hmm. There's films that are, as he references, about the emotional sort of connection with people and talking about bigger things. Yeah. With the medium of film, mm-hmm. but then there's also the product of film, the idea of selling things with yeah. film. MCU does that really
0: well. Well, yeah, I mean, Disney, that's their whole bag, right? Again,
1: you just brought it in. Yeah. Disney is behind that, yeah. therefore, which is why they knew that property had such an interest, because they can then market the heck out of it, Right. right? So he's not wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is his opinion valid? Yes, mm-hmm. but I think he's not taking into consideration his generational difference between himself and the audience that does connect. Mm. I connect with the MCU. Mm-hmm. I can find an emotional connection with it because as a kid reading those comics, I found an emotional connection. Right. So I, I, I don't think it's in poor taste. I just think it's, it's more or less... It just shows more so his generational difference. That yeah.
2: said, what a dickhead. <laughs> like if you don't like it, who cares? Yeah. Don't watch them. Nobody's forcing you. Yeah. What do you need to go out and say that? You know Well,
0: I mean, he was directly asked in a in the Empire magazine okay. interview, right? Like Fair what do you enough. think of they're not for BMC. me. End of. Yeah. Don't
2: put them down like this. Like oh, they're a lower form of cinema. Right. Or yourself. they're not
1: cinemized. Yeah. Except right. Exa- right yeah. You know. whatever the quor- but, but like we know. Get that. over yourself. But, but yeah. He, but like when you think of cinema. Yeah. Okay, like when you when you guys think of cinema.
2: Sure, it's a movie. Like what? What would you? It's a movie. Of it's a, they're Marvel movies. He oftentimes makes films. Yeah. I don't think Shutter Island is this like you know groundbreaking cinematic film. Right. It's a movie. Yeah. It's a spy movie. It's a mystery movie with Leo. Like, that's a a box office blockbuster attempt if I've ever seen one by a guy who's, you know, touting himself as being superior to it. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I find it a bit arrogant. I
0: mean, I think uh, to Justin, to what you were saying, like, in terms of the age differences, yeah, I just think not everyone, especially these days, wants to go see a Scorsese-style movie, and granted, can I speak to that? No, because I literally just said I've only watched one that I can name. <laughs>
1: yeah, but, the, but the, you're the you're an example right. of exactly that generational difference. Yes, exactly. Right? And, I'm, and I'm right. In, I'm right
2: in between. Yeah. I'm a thirty-something-year-old guy who loves a, a Scorsese movie from the late '80s, early '90s, right. and I also, you know, go to see every Marvel cinema in the theater. Yeah. Why can't I have both? Why yeah. can't I have films and movies right? Films get awfully boring if the that's all you're watching, and movies get awfully dull and repetitive if you don't have a good piece of film to sort of separate it
0: yeah yeah i think I think that absolutely yeah let's go like i want to go see movies and then and then I think even for for films like there are i don't know i i find that i I enjoy movies and I study films. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. at least for me, sure. that's, that's kind of how I feel.
1: I think that's what he's kind of getting at. Yeah. In his statement. Is yeah. that like in cinema, mm-hmm. you interpret it, you take it in and you analyze it or study it. Right. With a movie like a Marvel movie, you yeah. go and you enjoy it. Yeah. And that's it.
0: Years right? from now, uh, people that are studying marketing and film might observe the Marvel U Cinematic Universe, but observing great cinematic film might not be the MCU.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. I think there's a differentiation between those. So. All right,
0: cool. Uh, we've got a little bit of gaming news. Uh, this is kind of sort of non-news, but uh, this comes from Alex Baker-Whitcomb over at Wired.com who writes, Yes, the PlayStation 5 is real, and it's coming next year. The PS5 is set to come with a lightning uh, lightning-fast solid-state drive, so no more loading screens. A next-generation controller that has adaptive triggers offering varying degrees of resistance. So shooting a bow might actually feel like shooting a bow. It also comes along with a much improved UI um, as well as um, uh, a 4K Blu-ray player, which boggles my mind how the PS4 Pro does not have a 4K blu-ray player this this sony owned medium but my xbox one x does guys are you stoked for ps5 what are your thoughts
1: i am i'm i am a playstation like i only do do playstation don't do nintendo don't do xbox um so i'm i'm excited to see but i think the problem i've always had with sony is that they don't like they they do so much to try to enhance the hardware within their window of these products like mm-hmm. you have the ps4 then you have the ps4 slim then you have this vr they, they mm-hmm. do all this hardware stuff but things like ui like there's so much power in these machines like mm-hmm. the ui should have been improved like eons ago yeah right I think like little things that. like that right yeah like, and it's like well we gotta wait for a new system for it like that's right. just a cop-out yeah. right? like we like we, we know based on like what we use like in terms of like our phones and, mm-hmm. and that technology software is always getting updated on a regular. Gaming platforms need to kind of think that way too, yeah. right? Like, there's people that interact with our hardware every day, yeah. So we need to find ways to improve
0: and how they get to their games exactly. Yeah.
1: And like the, the loading screen thing, like you're still gonna have loading screens, man. Those games are gonna be huge. Is that, are we talking
2: about like pre-game or mid-game?
0: Uh, I think they're more referring to the concept of mid-game so maybe loading, so the, I mean, loading I'm, I'm the overworld playing god of war right now yeah. there's
2: no loading there no it's yeah. like boom a continuous story it, it, so they've already done it
0: it's mind-blowing how i will just say about this I,
2: I know it's my fault and i'm late mm-hmm. to the party but i just bought a ps4 last year
0: for spider-man
2: i not want to buy another system already
0: <laughs> well you have until holiday of 2020 yeah i'll be picking uh, that, that up happen. in about
2: 2022 at this yeah. rate um, uh, there was although like... i will say improved ui because man Takes me like five minutes to find Amazon Prime on that stupid thing. Yeah. Like it is poorly, poorly designed in terms yeah. of yeah, navigation. customization
1: and navigation is just horrible. And like that's why I never use it for those platforms of like watching Netflix or watching Amazon. Yeah, because there's just other hardware that I have that just does it so, so much, much easier. and my it's, cable does it exactly, on a channel. Exactly, it's so, built into your TV. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, um, Laura Mealy, the chief studio officer for EA, uh, was quoted as saying, "We're stepping into the generation of immediacy." in mobile games we expect a game to download in moments and to just be a few taps from jumping right in
2: but if... or or 24 hours of downloading in the case of <laughs> right these right. games
0: so so, so is that something that we can fix just with hardware no but yeah. see
1: this is my thing if that's the if that's the sell of a PS5 oh it's going to load faster and <laughs> yeah. you're going to be able to do that yeah. that is such a cop out yeah. right i want Better graphics. I want a better gaming experience. You know what I mean? I want it to draw from the traditions of what established PlayStation Mm -hmm. and enhance it and keep it moving forward. Mm -hmm. I don't want, oh, well, we've added a solid state drive, which you should have done probably, you know, in your, you know, in your iterations of re-releasing the PS4. You should have already done that. You just went and created a PS4 Pro. Doesn't that have a solid state?
0: I, I actually don't know. So if yeah. it
1: doesn't, then yeah. huge cop out for them, Right. They're literally like, and this is it. This is what happens. Brands yeah. like this, they they take these little things. Yeah. They put it in. They know it's going to make a difference. And then mm-hmm. they know that they can just make a cash cow off of it. So you're still going to pay like the yeah. next amount of dollars. It's like, you know, you already have the technology.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm personally hoping. I, I don't think you're going to get that wish of better graphics in the next generation. I do think we are going to start to see better AI I think that's really the future of games is is when we when we when we're a character in these worlds that don't have loading screens and the experiences we're having in there, plus this new controller sounds also really cool with like haptic feedback of like like the triggers being harder to pull based on what you're doing. You don't okay, think wait, so, Kevin? Uh,
2: I mean, sure, but there's already like ten bloody buttons on the thing. Now I need to know how to press them properly. <laughs> I'm getting way too old for this shit. Super <laughs> Nintendo had three buttons and a friggin' dialogue stick, right. like a directional stick, man.
1: <laughs> and I, I I think that that's a, a valid point. Like the the idea that you know. It's it, it's going to be something like you know right now you hit that top trigger or that bottom trigger mm-hmm. well now I feel like you, hit you it gently flick graze it, it. you like, hit it and on. flick it and like you know, try, like... try and
2: play a hockey game now man right. I grew up on NHL ninety three yeah. shoot and pass yeah. and hit yeah. the three buttons yeah. you skate around you bash the crap out of somebody you shoot the puck you score mm-hmm. now it's like ooh this is how you do a between the leg over the head twisty yeah. twirl deke and it's like okay yeah. it's cool but like. It's it almost takes me out just trying to learn and memorize all of these ways to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm I'm getting old. I guess sure. I sound like an Scorsese-y old, sotsy man. I'm Scorsese. Yeah, what do you the PlayStation. <laughs> You are not classic gaming. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, and then we've got one last news story here. Uh, Marvel's Infinity Saga box set will set you back a pretty penny, according to story. Uh, sorry, according to a story by Ethan. Anderton from SlashFilm, Best Buy posted a product page for the Infinity Saga, including the official product image and price included in the box. You guys want to know what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> so what's in the box is going to be all 23 movies, each one in 4K UHD and Blu-ray individually packaged in new sleeves. A bonus disc uh, exclusive to the set that includes never before seen deleted scenes. And ex- uh, extended takes and more. An exclusive lithograph with art by Matt Ferguson and a lovely letter by Kevin Feige. Uh, this will be a limited edition, numbered limited edition set. And it will cost. Just
2: tell me the price. I want to know. It
0: will cost a whopping $550. Yeah, US. U.S. five hundred and fifty dollars for twenty three. But I, now the only thing I'm not sure about the wording here is it twenty three discs that are four K UHD and also the Blu-ray version of each one.
1: It it sounds by the way you read it. Yeah. Yes, but I think that now that four K Blu-ray is a thing, mm-hmm. it's probably just the one. It's just the one disc. Yeah, yeah. because it it,
2: it you, does it matter. Mm. does it matter if it's one disc or
0: two? I mean from a value standpoint maybe for some people
1: I don't know. I, I think from you're a paying value for st-
2: 23 movies. Yeah. Let's just, you know.
1: Yeah, but if you're paying for 40 if you're paying for 23 movies that are all 4K Blu-ray, that's mm-hmm. that kind of works out. And then the extra stuff is just that, you know, there was a lot of like uh I was reading comments on on it how people were just disappointed that they didn't try to do more. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's how much did?
2: no for the 575 if you bought all 23 at like 25 bucks a pop it's costing you 575 it's mm. a limited edition set yeah. you're getting in in this gorgeous box for you know i don't collect dvds anymore but that right. was a, a huge passion of mine for years over 1500 pieces and the nicer the box the more i wanted it and you know you pay for that sort of aesthetic quality that you're going to get and this thing looks stunning
1: yeah, it, So, I
2: mean, you're paying about the same as you would have going and collecting them over the years. And, I mean, Marvel's done an okay job of keeping a sort of uniformity to the design of their movies throughout well, the phases. Yes,
1: but, but the, and when it comes to the box sets, the 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 one thing that, you know, a lot of people went online and were commenting how it didn't have like a sort of, you know, people were talking about they wanted a gauntlet that was with all the... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, because the I have the first... Phase 1 yeah. box set, which is yeah. in the... The briefcase. Uh, that briefcase. thing is sick. And it's super cool. The still second lights one, up. The second yeah. one, uh, Phase 2, came yeah. in the orb from Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And it was all the discs just layered in it. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It didn't do a very long run because it was so expensive.
2: Right. Well, and how would you get them out? Did you have to take like you five, take five movies out to... out
1: to... No, no. You just The orb would have them divided. Apparently. Oh, like this. Yeah. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think... It, it, this at least, if they were to do a gauntlet, yeah, you would have been paying way more, right? Like yeah. this is to kind of like, okay, we're giving people twenty-three movies, right? How do we make this cost-effective, yeah? But still give them as much as humanly and think possible. about how nice that's going to look on your shelf, that, yeah? That, that that diorama, that the picture, way the artwork the, goes, the artwork. So
0: the the lithograph artwork is actually on each spine of each of the movies yeah. that all together make up that yeah. one piece of. Well, it looks
1: like it looks like a series of books. Rather yeah. Than yeah, almost yeah. like small, small
0: thin graphic novels that's, or whatever. That's exactly yeah. what okay, it's okay. meant. Okay, you guys, like, listen. I came, I, I came in here ready to, to rip this thing apart because five hundred fifty dollars for for something that doesn't include a big plastic gauntlet. But, uh, but no, you guys are turning me around. Well, on
1: this. I, I think if it, it, if you were to get something like that, you'd be mm-hmm. paying close to seven hundred U.S. Well, and how big yeah.
2: would it have to be to how like it a, to be life a size. Weird shape. Yeah. And and what did you pay for your recent gauntlet purchase? Right. Now you're gonna add twenty three. 4K and that, HD. That bonus Blu-ray, content is going to
0: be leaked movies. online for sure. Well, well yeah, oh, yeah, you'll yes. be able to find that. No. That's
2: going to be. Gonna didn't be... they already release it at the in that re-release of the movie? Or is this additional yeah. additional apparently it's never, before oh. yeah. Yeah. never before seen, never before seen?
1: They're taking things from each movie. Yeah. That's never before seen. Like okay, alternate takes. Uh, that's cool. Behind. The scenes. I mean, I don't
2: watch that stuff personally, but if it didn't I, make I'm the interested. final cut, why do I give a crap?
1: I'm interested though if they have like good director's commentary on it, and if they. If any way, if they're using the old director's commentary, if they got it all for the films or did they bring back these filmmakers to record new commentaries now for this box set? Which would be really interesting because like some of those like John Favreau coming back to revisit Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and to hear his thoughts about like how he went through the process and now and then. So interesting.
0: Cool. Well, guys, that is the news for this week. Um, moving on to our next segment, we're going to take a look at some of the latest trailers that have dropped uh, in this segment, Trailer Time.
2: It's Trailer Time!
0: We're going to go ahead and talk about some of the latest trailers that have been released that have dropped. Um, the first trailer that I want to talk about is Six Underground. Have you guys seen this trailer?
1: Yeah, I saw it. It's, it's the, directed the Michael by Bay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay, yeah.
0: baby. So Michael back. Bay, Ryan
1: Reynolds. Yeah. Um,
0: Dave Franco's in this movie. Yep. Uh, as well as Melanie Laurent and Ben Hardy. Yeah.
1: It the, yeah. the story looks really interesting based on the trailer. Like mm-hmm. just, you know, again, trailers don't really give you that much other than just They like, don't. Just,
0: this
2: one gave so much away.
1: Well, uh, okay, sorry. I that I, I totally agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Trailers do tend to oversell things and really like just tell you the story. Sure. Um at least with this one, we just kind of see the actions and and what kind of the basis is. Yeah.
0: I think that. Michael Bay's directing style is all over this trailer oh, with yeah. all the explosions and, and the slow motion low angle cars, cars a lot of glass glass I, 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 everywhere I,
1: they, <laughs> there's a shot that you that they refer to in his aesthetic which is called like the 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 hero shot the like low angle right like, almost like uh, god shot they call it sometimes yeah. where it's, it's like in low everything angle he does and like you know and the the camera's under the actor and it kind of pans around and makes them look really heroic and right like, you know, very it's like, bad boy cars. with the guns pointed out exactly. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it, you know, there's there's like I think like three or four different shots in there where that's been used, and like the slow motion cars and the fast shots of the cars and stuff like that. It just looks really interesting. Um, I'm in, I'm I'm intrigued to see it on Netflix. Is it a Netflix? It is a Netflix, but really, it's going to be in theaters as
2: well. So but... That's
1: going to be the new thing, eh?
2: you want to see it in theaters or on Netflix? Well,
1: see, like it goes with that. It goes without saying, like. You know Netflix has been Netflix has been causing a bit of a ruckus in the studio industry. So, you know, uh, I think this is this is kind of their time to shine, right? So if if they get Irishman all the way to the Oscars and it's nominated, well, they already did that with the Spanish film. That is true, and they did they win Best Picture for that Roma. Did Roma win Best Roma? Picture? I think, I think it won. It,
2: it won. It won, it won a Foreign Film, but not, not Best Picture. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because right. there was no way that was happening. Yeah. It's going to happen eventually, but well, it wasn't happening the first be, time. This could be the year.
1: I, I don't know. Oh, if... do
2: you think it'll be the Six Underground that'll win the Best Picture? No, <laughs> I,
1: it, I, it could definitely be. I think it'll be interesting to see if Irishman actually can. Yeah. No, but up like, to wait, it. Hold it's
2: cool to see Michael Bay. But like, I'm telling you, that scene. On the boat when the magnet goes off, man. That was going to be the coolest part of that movie. You were going to go, how are they going to escape this grenade? And right. then, boom, that was going to go off. And it was going to be wicked. And they gave it away in the trailer. Yeah. I hate trailers. I'm start- I am I hate trailers. <laughs> like It's a new Michael Bay action flick with yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Send me a postcard with that information on it, and I'll either see it or not. I don't need to see... Two yeah. minutes of a movie, and you yeah. give away all the best action spots.
1: I would really love it if movies started selling themselves like that. Where With they just postcards. You a postcard. yeah. <laughs> hey, Kevin, you should go check out this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kevin's going to love the, the segment. Why? Well, Facebook time we can do it,
2: recommend then. stuff for me based on what I like. <laughs> YouTube does it. Why can't movies? Right. You seem to like this type
0: of movie. Maybe check out this. Right. I mean, would Netflix even... already does it. Yeah. But I don't true. need
2: these two minute trailers to give I think away that's everything. It. I
0: think maybe teaser trailers are more your jam. Yeah, man. Uh, now, this next trailer is not a teaser trailer the first teaser trailer for this movie um premiered right before it uh, chapter three chapter um two. chapter, chapter two, two sorry correct um this is for birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn what a name of a movie
1: stupid <laughs> too long oh it's so long yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, people are just going to call it Birds of Prey, right? Second worst th- name of the, the year. the Harley Quinn movie. Well, well,
1: I think the intent is that they want to do more Birds of Prey. Yeah. And maybe change up the cast and so on. Kind of like a Suicide Squad. Right. With a primary. And this is that you know same cast. Suicide Squad So what's squad the next universe? one going
0: to be? Birds of Prey. The extraordinary. Right. Ex- Re- ex- the, you know. the extraordinary return of the one Joker.
1: You know, A perusal through the
2: paradise of Palisades. Right. Like, come on. Do do we know? Birds do of Prey do is do a perfectly we... fine name for that yeah.
1: movie. For sure, but do we know what Birds of Prey is? Uh,
0: it's so it's a uh, basically, it's after splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins well, superheroes. No, I, I know what we know what the movie's about. Oh, okay. But
1: do we know what it is like in the comic world?
0: I don't care.
2: <laughs> no, I just wanted to, I, I just, but about that, I mean, it. I, you shouldn't have to know what it, a comic no. is based on to sell right, me to but, go see it.
1: But it's the same thing of like Suicide Squad,
0: right? Right. Like what we're looking it's at It's a team what, coming together. It's, it's a yeah, team sure. coming together,
1: sure. all female team. Yeah. Right. So this is their. This is Warner trying to capitalize on their first all-female superhero ensemble cast after right. crushing, you know, the first female-led superhero movie with Wonder Woman, mm. right? So they they knew that they wanted to do that, and that's what Suicide Su- Suicide <laughs> what this that's what Suicide Squad right. was meant to do was to kind of set up this idea of like team dynamic, yeah. Harley Quinn coming like having her own movie and focusing on her and this new dynamic of of I guess, friends, if you will, that she garnishes. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I, I think she was the best part of Suicide Squad. Right. Um, her so portrayal. It makes, it makes sense play. she's getting her own movie. Absolutely. And, you know, now going into like James Gunn now doing Suicide Squad, it's going to be really interesting. She's in it. Yeah. Right. So she is going to be the continuity that kind of pulls that together.
0: I was excited to see uh, Ewan McGregor in this movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, Black Mask. Yeah, finally. I'm stoked to see finally. what he does with that. But I, I think that the big thing is is um, I just I don't know if this trailer it it kind of feels like it doesn't know what it wants to be at times. Like it looks fun, but then like coming off of watching the Joker or watching Joker um, and get and then seeing this trailer afterwards, which is what my experience was, was just it was. It's just super weird to see that that world and that dynamic.
1: We'll shift save that. There, we'll right? save that for the for the review piece. But I think yeah. I think the the point that you're making is that Warner is kind of all over the map. Yeah, with they, they have seventeen landed. different universes at this point. Well, that's that's part, <laughs> how am I supposed to follow that's this? Part of them saying that's part of them saying screw it. We're not going to try to build a map. We're just going to kind of take our properties and do whatever we can. Yeah, it's worked
2: really well so far,
0: DC. Keep up the good work.
1: You know, it's it's yet to be seen.
0: So this next trailer is 1917. We all saw this in the movie theater. Yes. Um, This is directed by Sam Mendes, starring Andrew Scott, Richard Madden, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Colin Firth. I got to say, when I first, like, I didn't even put my eyes on the screen, and I heard Benedict's voice, and I was like... I mean, this looks fantastic. What do you guys think?
2: Oh, It looks incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, that closing shot as he's running and everything's exploding behind him, yeah. and they go through the the 1917 itself. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm sold. I mean, mm-hmm. Colin Firth is terrific as well. But finding out after that this is a one shot movie. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, like you combine Alfonso Cuarón with the opening scene of saving private Ryan and that's what this movie is going to be, you know. Yeah. You're going to have action action action. They're going to, you know, lie on the bunker, take a breath and then they're going to go right back into another piece and the camera isn't going to cut, you know, with tricks, obviously, but like that mm-hmm. sounds like it's going to be one intense 2 hour. Alfonso? No, but I'm seeing that style. Sorry, it's not, it's directed by Sam Mendes, but yes, great. but you take the, uh, you know, with Gravity, you know, this a scene from Gravity where it's that one shot. Or the scene from *Children of Men* where it's that one
1: shot, oh, like a one
2: shot, and that's yeah. happening during the entire movie. It's the whole movie is one wow. shot. It never cuts.
1: Is that what the point? Of, yeah, mean, man. Oh. Yeah,
2: I just found that out today. I do I watched feel. The trailer.
0: I feel like movies like that, it's it. It almost makes it um, more intense that way, right? It's kind of you never
2: have a chance to breathe, right? Man. You're
0: consistently in that moment and following those characters. And so you're
2: going to follow two characters yeah. through this whole thing. They did like 6 months of boot camp training. Mm-hmm. Sam Mendes apparently said to the actors like I'm going to kick your butt and you will never be in as good shape as you are going to be to do this movie. They rehearsed for 6 months. Yeah. So that when they were going to do these takes it was seamless. They followed the beats and stuff like I mean if it works I think it's going to be something really unique.
0: Yeah. I I mean I'm super stoked to see what Andrew Scott does in the movie. I loved him in uh in Sherlock, I just think. I mean, well, you've got Sherlock in the movie, too, right? So, uh, interesting seeing, those, right? <laughs> seeing that dynamic again. I, I hope those characters get to interact.
1: Oh, uh, without a doubt, they probably yeah. will. I, I think the, the thing that I got from that trailer is that Sam Mendez is kind of on the same trajectory, or at least trying to build the same trajectory for himself as Christopher Nolan. Yeah, because that movie definitely, like that trailer. Yeah. Had some Dunkirk vibes. Very Dunkirk, yeah. And like the shot that you referenced at the end with the things blowing up and the guy running, did no one not. Feel like it was from The Dark Knight Rises when the football player is running through. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, you can, sure. can see it. It's like almost that same angle, it, right? it's the exact same yeah. angle. So, and I think sure, but
2: imagine you're going to be watching an hour and a half of action before that happens. Sure, all, you know, I, like, I
1: think, I think there's going to be some clever cuts. in of oh, movie. Good. yeah, it's yeah. not going to be obviously, but be it's boring. going to They'll feel like it's going to be one, one consistent narrative because yeah. I think they set up in the trailer that you have a day. To get there or to. So that's good. It's before. gonna be their day, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm so it's gonna be really, really. And the
0: whole movie is 48 hours long. It's crazy. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> we are gonna move into Total Recast. So this is Total Recast, and this is going to be a a segment that we're going to have on the show every few weeks. Um, This is where we take a famous movie or TV show and recast it with like an updated director, cast, and even sometimes setting or plot. Uh, For our first ever Total Recast, Disney's Hercules and bringing in a live action cast, um, because we know what's going to happen eventually with all these Disney live action movies, right? Uh, so I would love for, um, I don't know. I feel like, Kevin, maybe you need to go last because I... I
1: would like to see Kevin go first.
2: Well, you want to copy my answers? No,
1: because I, you were you were the one who suggested
2: it. So I've been thinking about this one for months. months exactly. And I've changed my answer about so... 10 times. All right. So, Kevin. Uh, Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. Mm. I have finally decided. It took me 34 years. It is my favorite. Wow. And I don't care what anybody. Come at me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tweet me.
2: Yeah. It's fine. I, Add would him agree. On,
1: I would agree with that. Twitter.
2: I love it. I absolutely love it. So um, doing this was so fun. And I would, you know, unlike, say, a Mulan, where it looks like they're going to really change the tone and style and there aren't going to be musical numbers. With Hercules, you absolutely have to keep it the same. I'm not saying a shot for shot remake a la Lion King. Right. But I want that same vibe, that same vibrant, colorful look with the curly hair and and just that sort of aesthetic, and I want those songs. Mm -hmm. Don't get... Lynn Manuel annoying to come in and rewrite songs. No, I want the songs as they were in that original movie.
1: I'm yeah. sorry don't. did you did you call him Lin Manuel annoying? Oh, I
2: don't know. Yeah, Lin Manuel. I'm not not a big fan of uh, his, <laughs> that's, his. That's style.
1: That was funny. I liked how you just incorporated another word into his name, and it seemed like it was just fluid. <laughs> that's just yeah. Well, so that's, Kevin, that's,
2: that's what he that's what he's called around my neck. All right,
1: years. let's get to this total recast. Kevin, who do you have?
2: <laughs> okay, but so starting off with, I guess our main titular character okay Hercules
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I've also cast a young Hercules and I've chosen this character not because he necessarily would be an excellent young representation of my more grown-up early 20s whatever it would be you know late teens early 20s sort of bulky Hulk but because the dynamic between this tall gangly kid and a more ripped Hercules would just work really well so give me Finn Wolfheart. Walking around, <laughs> bumbling around, knocking over vases, pissing people off, okay. you know, unable okay. to control his strength. I think he'd be really fun in that. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and then he grows up to be Liam Hemsworth. Wow. I think he's got the look. I think he needs that. You're of... gonna say Bill Hader. <laughs> yeah. So you know, again, yeah. uh, the, the dynamic between the two might not work. Right. So you can recast the kid, but I want somebody with that gangly tall sort of sure frame that Finn is just growing into exponentially. Right. Um but yeah, so Liam Hemsworth, I think he'd bring a, a sort of charm. If he could be half as charming as his as his bro, I think right. he could really sell this. And he needs a he needs a good you know, leading role sort of get him out there, you know? Sure. Let's see what he can do. Can he sing? Uh do they ever sing in the movie? You can su- sort of super I mean, can Will Smith sing? Not yeah, really. Right, not, right, right. Not, you know, and he did it. So yeah. um Okay, I think you can work around that. Herc doesn't sing that much. A lot of got... the singing is done by the gospel singer, right? And... He's
0: got that one one main.
2: He's got the you yeah. know yeah, but just have Michael Bolton come back and belt that baby. <laughs> his voice gets raspier every year. I right. love it. Right. Um. And then moving to his uh, uh, female um, uh, co lead, mm-hmm. I would cast Anna Kendrick as yeah. Meg. Oh, give okay. me sass, give me charm, be funny. Like she's funny. That's really Perk is. Yeah. I would like her there, um, in the role of Danny DeVito. I have Danny DeVito,
1: <laughs> of course, because yeah. Danny I DeVito. Think,
2: like, did we all like just give me shirtless Danny DeVito <laughs> with goat legs, man? Yes, that sells. the, just that's the movie poster. That's the
0: movie
1: poster. That's
2: just the him. poster. Yeah, grunting around Naked. like Frank, and it's always sunny. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Very cool. For Pain and Panic, I went with Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah.
3: Oh, my God. Let's do a super that's bad. Good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's they'd really be a good.
2: lot of fun in that role.
1: Bravo. Getting
2: bossed around by Hades, who would be Alec Baldwin. Oh, Taking wow. no poop from nobody. Jeez. These two idiots screwing everything up on him.
1: That's brilliant.
2: You know, it, James Woods is so iconic in that role. Right. So you need a larger than life personality if he's ever going to stand a chance. I'll take Alec Baldwin with flaming blue hair, incredible for a, a thousand. Um, and then uh, as Zeus, uh, I mean my, your Zeus and Hera roles aren't necessarily as um, integral as integral. Yeah, more but, more towards uh, the beginning of the movie. Well, let's let's go Zeus. with um, yeah. Jeez, ah, I like John Goodman in the role. Is that too? Is it what's it? Rip torn? Yeah, it's almost a little too rip torn. What's... So you know what? I'll go with my second choice. Mm. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Anderson. Um, oh. Um, you're yeah. Talking, you're talking about... Um, continue.
0: I'll, I'll get it. Uh,
1: the
2: Matrix. You know yeah, who I'm talking yeah. about. What's his name? c v for Vendetta? You no no, we know the movies. We just got to <laughs> think of his name. Actually, no. I'm going with John Goodman. I'm going with John Goodman. I think you got to have fun with the role. You got to bring that sort of, you know... Fun, outgoing, loud, bo- you know, b- voice. I'd love that. It'd be a cool Good, tribute. Yeah. You know,
0: so you wouldn't want Hugo Weaving in that role. No, I'm, I'm scratching
2: Hugo Weaving okay. again. He's out. John Goodman's back in, and then his much younger, uh, more you know, fun wife, uh, played by Julie Bowen of uh, Modern Family fame.
3: Oh wow! I like the, the
2: age dynamic might be tough there, but I'm gonna, yeah. I'd buy it. I believe it with enough, you know. Um, and then uh, we said we were gonna do uh, what Hermes as well. Yeah, why not? Uh, Joe Latruglio, uh, most commonly, uh, known from Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Yes. You're um, talking about, um, oh, Boyle. Boyle. Boyle from that Brooklyn is, Nine-Nine. That is brilliant. I think he'd be a lot
2: of fun too. Um, yeah. So.
1: That's fantastic. Boom. He would
0: totally fit that role and he'd sort of Bravo. play, you know, like really. Hello. How are you? you annoying, know, like Keener. You know, he yeah, like yeah, see yeah, him so, really being
1: the Keener. So you, wow. you've established that it would, it would feel the same. It's good. House. I want,
2: uh, 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 uh. Very much Beauty and the Beast, yeah. um, Lion
0: King, Musical. Jungle
2: Book, that kind of mm-hmm. rehash. You can change things up, but right. I want. And did you get,
1: of... did you get a director?
2: I don't do the director no, game. That's all I'm good. all about okay. you guys cast me my director, and you know I'll do sure. the
1: rest. Sure. Okay, Nate, do you want to go or do you want me to go?
0: Um, I'll go because I I want to see what you have after. It. That's okay. Oh God! Because you think
1: <laughs> I, you, you looked at my notes? I did you? not look at your notes. All right, let's see what, what you're talking have. about. If you if you've chosen anyone, that I'm thinking, I'm going to come over there and just.
0: So um, I'm going to I'm going to save Hercules till the last. Very cool. I'll start with Meg is going to be played by Allison Williams. You guys know who Allison Williams is from Get Out? Uh, I think yeah, it's probably yeah, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. that you might know her from. She was. Oh, or yeah. is she also. Um...
1: She was his girlfriend, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I just think she. Oh, OK. Yeah. She has the look. Oh, I think yeah. she has. She has the look down. <laughs> but I also think like, especially, I mean, coming off of what I know her from most in Get Out, like. The ability to kind of, especially when Meg goes dark side, uh, and kind of when she's sort of, you know, she's working with Hades, right? So like, there's, I feel like she could have that sort of um, two face sort of ability to kind of act that out. So yeah. I went with. But does Alice she have the
2: redemption to come back from being the the traitor that she, you know, like the the, yeah. the, the liar that she is? I
1: think so. Or, I certainly hope. I would so. love I would to see so.
2: her change my perspective of her because I just yeah. see her as her from get out so the, yeah. you know that would be cool to, to see her in something make me fall in love with her along with her at the same time that'd be cool
0: yeah and then for for phil uh i was thinking paul giamatti oh cool. right you cool. could do some cgi oh, it doesn't have to great. be a little person no of course, right right, right
2: danny did... devito is not a little person just to get that on the record <laughs>
0: right he's it's a short man but true. oh he's oh really <laughs> Sorry, Danny DeVito. I apologize if you're listening. Well, we
2: just lost one There he goes. He's
0: on. I saw. Yeah, he just, he just unsubscribed. It's a live show. Um, Yeah, I think Paul Giamatti has the ability to kind of pull it off. I I want to go for more of a uh, younger group of people in general, I think. And Paul Um, Giamatti is the
2: first person you
0: think (laughs) of with young? No, 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 no. But, but I do think like from a standpoint of like, if you're looking at, you know, if you were ca- if you were casting older, there are some people that you could fit into that role. But I think I think Paul Giamatti with the rest of the cast. Wait till you hear it, and then I think you might yep. see how that fits in. Um, continue on. I'm gonna. I think so. This is gonna kind of. I hope I don't lose you on this one. Zeus is gonna be played by Hugh Jackman. Right on. Yeah. Oh. So a kind of an olden, like you know, elderly, like old him up. You know, get the makeup on him.
2: And we want him in Wolverine shape, right? Sitting there in the, yeah. on the chair. Fully ripped. Twirly nipples. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll have to
0: use some really impressive CGI for the twirly nipples. <laughs> um, and then for for Hera, I was thinking Julianne Moore. Okay. Getting her in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. she kind of is a, you know, she can, I think she can kind of play that sort of I mean, motherly support character, I'd right? i see her playing
2: it very similar to like Rene Russo in Thor. You know that sort of mother figure. Sure, Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: Cool. Um, For pain and panic, I've got Key and Peel. Cool. Obviously, yeah. Uh, Good choice. I mean, right? They're doing everything else. You got to do that dynamic duo. I think I like. I like. Right. So, and I think your your choice for for the two is perfect. But I I think. Key and Peele, bringing that comedy element back into it. Their voice acting, obviously, with uh, Ducky and Bunny in Toy Story was phenomenal. I, I, I say, you know what? Just just do that again. <laughs> that's, that's all we need. And, you know, Disney will pay you again. Um, for Hades, Gary Oldman. Cool. I was Ooh, thinking, cool. again, kind of sort of, you know, bringing in sort of, uh, again, with, the, with, with Meg and then who you find out who, in a moment with Hercules being younger um, throughout the entire film, not just a young version and then an old version. Um, I'm thinking Gary Oldman kind of would have that, as we said, he's a great character actor. I think he could really pull off that, that evilness. Um, uh, you know, I just think he's, he's, he's played really good bad guys in his time, and I, I think that would be pretty neat. Um, and then for, before I get to Hercules, for Hermes, again, jumping off of Toy Story 4, bringing in Tony Hale as Hermes. Oh, um, Buster. Yeah, the guy that played, Buster. yeah, Buster from four, Arrested four Development oh, plays okay. Forky. <laughs> cool, yeah. Right? Perfect. Yeah. I think That's that true. would work. That's good. I right? Like he can one. be that annoying character, the sort of shriveled down character. When Zeus gets mad, he can kind of, you know, sink away and that sort of thing. Um, And then, for Hercules, again, going with the younger cast, Taron Egerton, yeah, or Edgerton, sweet. depending on sweet. how it's pronounced. Oh, very good. Like yeah. Right? I like that. Bringing it up from the Kingsman there, yeah. obviously a lot, of inspiration from what we watched in trailers. Sing too. He can sing. can sing, well done. Okay.
2: As we that's know. Okay, Yeah, that's, that's my favorite of from all. working Rocket Men. That's perfect. Oh, very
1: good. Right. Now, yeah. um, tone. What's mm. the tone of your so yeah, The gonna
0: tone is going to be more, I want to go with definitely including the music, but I want to go with more strange, um, more kind of weird. And this is probably too easy, but I'm I obviously bringing in Taika, YTT. Uh, for this kind of really odd
2: oh man you're combining film. some serious power here for me uh, i right? want to see this right of, yeah. yeah like again I, I think i
0: having some of those roles like like having gary oldman taron egerton and then uh paul giamatti and Hugh, like some of these really big actors um and then and then having you know julianne moore and like allison williams i think they're just they're unconventional enough of a cast to be then bringing in an unconventional director, and see, see, but I don't worked, see, but I,
2: th- I almost think your are your your casting is too straight laced and almost serious and dramatic to okay. pull off a weird ass type of a TT Hercules movie. Yeah, that would be my only concern. Sure.
1: There, yeah, I would agree with that. I think like the casting that you've chosen is really excellent, but is I excellent. think it's
2: got to be more serious, less you know, right, less that was funny. Yeah, yeah, but
0: could yeah. take could take a pull that off. I, I don't know Taika, I don't, want, I don't, I don't him think to. so. I yeah. don't think I don't so. Want Ta- him to. It's,
1: it's ingrained in what he does. Like <laughs> right, you, when you, people go to see a Taika movie, they
0: they know there's not. humor. Like you, yeah.
1: you know, it, even if it's dark humor or yeah. you know, uh, just straight up, you know, funny. Right? right. Like it's it's gonna. There's tone. There's always a humor aspect. Well,
0: there's still time. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll get it'll get a new director. But uh, <laughs> I do know that all of the songs, of course, will be done by Destiny's Child. They're gonna come back together.
1: Oh, that would be a good cast yeah, for, for this, this that's what I got. That's right? What I got.
0: And they are 100% doing all those songs. Um, that was my, between end that end. and Taron Egerton, that was the really only parts that I really, really Solid. liked about this yeah. cast. But yeah, yeah. that is my Solid cast, cast for live action Hercules. We'll figure out the director. Justin, okay. what do you got?
1: Alright, so I too had the tone of a movie that is harkening back to the original. So the music, for me at least, is what I loved about Hercules. It's something that stuck with me and I would sing all the time. I'm I, shaking.
2: I call BS. Why? When he was talking about this a week ago, he said, "I don't want to do music."
1: To be fair, absolutely, you were right. I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I'll go a different tone. But after looking it over, and I was thinking, the music is fundamental, and the only way that you could do a Disney Hercules live action is to do it different from all the other Hercules movies. Yeah, just the music. Yeah, which really separates it. That's what's Disney's like little difference yeah. in telling the story, other than obviously other elements. So that being said, um, I would definitely think that someone like, um, had two directors as an option, mm-hmm. um, George Miller. Oh, wow. George Miller, um, would do, I think it would be an interesting sort of thing for him to ta- kind of tackle, you know, Mad Max. Uh, he also did, he's done a lot of CGI films. I'm not to say that I would want this to be CGI. I don't, I think they're right. To Happy hearts. feet. Happy feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like, he, he's, he knows how to tell, like, with incorporating music. Like, he has that experience. The only yeah. other person I could think of is someone like Rob Marshall. But he's done a lot of those live-action Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would probably lean towards someone like George Miller. Cool. As a director to kind of, like, pull this off. Still have the musical quality and have, like, a really unique uh, aesthetical tone. Yeah, I to think it. a visual style would right. be That's what, the, And he's very visually really oriented. Cool. He's very visually oriented. So, I think that would be really good. Sweet. So, um, starting with uh, Hera mm-hmm jamie lee curtis
0: oh nice. wow okay cool, cool. cool. that works cool. yeah
1: so jamie lee curtis easy um just trying to think of the order i want to go here okay so young Herc. Mm-hmm. um freddie highmore from uh the good doctor oh yeah um british he's a he's an english actor um, yeah so i think we would have to try to somehow hide his voice.
0: Yeah, he was in uh like he was younger. He was in Charlie in the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Bates Motel. Yeah. He does he a really in, good job. Yeah, he was
1: in Fighting Neverland. Oh wow. Which yeah. really put him on the map. I think he would be just an in interesting sort of like young, sort of quirky. I do like Wolf though. Finn Wolfhard? Finn yeah. Wolfhard. Yeah. I think he's I think that's a really great casting. My only
2: concern with that casting is that he's like twenty seven. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he does look quite he young, looks, but he's he's I almost think, thirty years so old. Sure. So that's tough I think, for a uh, young her. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking probably. like you know teenage. Sure. That would That would be my only issue with that casting. Mm. Sure. He's got a great look to be a young. Yeah. You know. I think
1: I think I think where I would want at least to start the story is is not necessarily like we would see him as baby, but then maybe then he is in his early twenties and he's like kind of dealing with it, like just kind of speed ramp it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So that would be my young her. Uh for Zeus. I was thinking someone like Kevin Costner. Uh, not necessarily the boastful voice, but like the sort of heartfelt, sort of you know, very impactful fatherly figure. Um, I thought that was the kind of thing. It might That's be too cool. F- it might be Kev. too familiar to uh, um, what he played in uh, Man of Steel. Um, Clark's father. Yeah, you know, I yeah. can play multiple. Yeah, f- yeah, but I think he's also garnished that. Yeah. He's also garnished that sort of like in his his uh, his his rapport of acting. Cool. Um, Meg, I had a couple options. But I'll probably just go with the one that I was thinking first, but uh, Rachel Evan Wood. Nice. Oh, from Westworld. Nice. Yeah. Wow.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: I think she can, I know she can, I don't know, but right. I'm pretty
0: sure she can sing. Um, and I'm trying to picture her. Lyrics. I'm trying to picture her with like that hairstyle. Or unless she, unless we go with a different look for her, right? Well, no, like it doesn't. Yeah, I think like again.
1: She well, if, pull it's, it off.
2: if it's a Mad Max style, she'll be bald or something. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 this uh, is like a Mohawk of spikes. Yeah. Go. Okay. Cool. Um, no, I can see it. I mean, look at right there. If you look at her, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That could work. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Uh, Hermes. Yes. Stanley Tucci. Nice. There you go. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley Tucci for sure. The Tucci. Yeah. The Tucci. <laughs> Okay, I love, though, uh, Your Pain and Panic, Kev. I think that's great. It kind of puts mine to shame. Mm. Granted, these two actors are a little bit older, but I love their banter, and I love... I don't I think, think Bobcat
2: banned... Cat was a young man. When he... No, that's <laughs> true.
1: I was thinking uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. okay uh, yeah
0: that's awesome oh i could see that that's awesome and they 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 keep their british accents yeah even though none of the other cast but then they just that's fine it's part of their charm yeah yeah that's
2: good i love that we all picked actual like it's not like the original pain and panic were like a comedy duo or anything but we took it that way yeah Yeah, i think the
1: general consensus that we get from that is that it's a it's a duo that make those two characters really unique right so Uh, so Pain and Panic. So
2: that's Simon Pegg yelling at Nick Frost all the whole time for <laughs> screwing things Stop up. It. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think um, for Hades, you can't really replace James Wood. Like you like you could bring him back to do this and he he, he would still knock it out. Um, but I think if you had to change the role and he wasn't available, Nick Cage.
0: Jesus. Oh, wow. Nick Cage. <laughs> I mean,
2: okay. Interesting. Uh, he just makes me laugh every time I hear his name, unfortunately. But yeah. Uh,
1: well, come on. Imagine he actually stepped into this and it was like a game changer and he brought his own. Oh, song. if he's
2: if he's making puns about flaming thumbs and stuff, like, yeah, yeah. That's, let's get Nick Cage batty.
1: I'm down. Cool. And then I think all I have left is Herc. The man himself. Yeah. So this he's is kidding. actually pretty boring, but I'm going to go with it. Um, you didn't. What? You didn't do Pratster. No. Oh, thank goodness.
0: Because it- everyone... I think everyone, everyone on the internet wants, Pratt, him, right? wants him, right? to be
1: Yeah, a, I, I chose Zach Efron. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was a,
2: that was a that was a low key option.
0: It was for it me. was it, between the him and Tarin for me. can I give you my body? Ulti- oh, yeah, can I give
1: yeah. you my alternate? I just want to hear what you think of my alternate because it's entirely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena. For <laughs> <Right> on. <laughs> got the physique, no, but man. well that's what like, I mean, if you man. want
2: to sell that whole, whole yeah. the whole thing is let's get some Ephron you know he yeah. can be funny he can actually act yeah, i mean Cena's, is, scene is i think Cena's is a better actor than rock
0: uh, yeah you know
2: i'll have that years. discussion with you on another be- day
0: sure better but good
2: i I'm, the rock is a a billionaire or whatever you know makes a lot of phenomenon. money sure yeah. but like he's no good He's a terrible actor. I just think charming people, as hell. I
0: think people would ride in the streets for that. I think Zach's a safer choice, to be honest it's with you. safe, sure. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, He's I a
1: think, former I, I think, Disney alumni.
2: I, I, yeah. First of like, all, I
1: don't think anyone would ever ride in the streets at a Disney. As, like people will. Really? Roll. Um, Did you see the mermaid (laughs) casting? I guess so. I guess so. But my thing is, is that I think people will definitely be... Skinny people. Skinny and fat people will be outraged. (laughs) Too many muscles. (laughs) Uh, You're probably right, though. See, see, the reason why I chose, obviously, Zac Efron. He can sing. Yeah. He has uh, a very good rapport in terms of understanding the Disney... He's like, a great comedic so, actor. Yeah, he can do the comedy. Yeah. he's definitely proven himself in, in his films. So, and he's got the bod too. And he's and he's yeah, he's he's definitely got the especially 100% now. Bod. Jeez, oh, oh yes. I didn't I didn't give you my fill. Yeah, that's that's also a super important oh, one. Oh yeah, you need your fill. Yeah. Okay, so for this part for this actor, get your fill. Get your fill. <laughs> get your fill. You're gonna about to get your fill right now. Jeez. Um, for for Phil, I know it's gonna seem really inappropriate. Let's go. Well, Don't okay, stall. it's Peter. It's Peter Dinklage okay okay now the oh, reason but you were, went little person yeah, no, but <laughs> you never go full little person well, first yeah. off, well i he's... mean
0: danny devito in the original role was that no i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they literally crammed him into that no i think that'd be fun well i think the thing that's interesting about his acting background is that he does have theater and musical sort of background yeah right? like that's where he kind of started so uh, that's why i want to would want to bring him on for something like that is is more for those for those reasons um I think it's just very fitting that, and I think he would, he would lean into it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, he's established, he's, he's established himself as a respectful actor. I don't cool. think it, you know, I just think that would be an interesting choice. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I
0: like it. Sweet. There you go. And the tone of your movie again is more serious.
1: Well, it's not more serious. It no. would be, it would definitely have the, the, the comedic tones. I just think that it, it's, uh, and, and the musical tones. Yeah. Because again, there have been multiple stories in the, in the cinematic world if you will then. the dcu of, no. <laughs> of the no there's just been multiple stories in hollywood of hercules in different variations there's a version with the rock yeah right uh so
2: good yeah ask um, me about all... that one day i'll go yeah. on about that movie for longer than it actually the running time of it yeah so
1: good i, I just cool. think i just think that if disney's gonna do this they have to keep the music like yeah. that's the kind of the consensus i came to because it's like There's been a lot of Hercules movies that have been done. I'm glad you smartened up. Good for you. (laughs) And I do think that the music, like for me, uh, like I said, the music is something that stuck with me. I hum that song all the time. I'm
0: walking down the aisle to go the distance. The song's a banger. It's going to be good. Awesome. Very cool. Well, guys, that is our first ever total recast. Uh, Guys, I thought that was pretty great. I think we all ended up with casts that are very different. I, I want would go pick, see any of I want to them. pick
2: elements of all three and put yeah, them together yeah. in like a super movie. We, we, <laughs> we will write it down, ship it over to Disney.
0: They're, you know. You they never know. We're doing your job for you, Disney. Yep. Awesome. Cool. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. Uh, this is... <laughs> all right. This is Up to the Hype. Up to the Hype is our review segment on the show where we give our thoughts on the latest blockbuster movies and let you know if they truly lived up to the hype. Uh, For our first Up to the Hype review, we are going to be talking Joker. Todd Phillips' Joker came out finally after so much buzz at TIFF and we watched it and I can't stop thinking about this movie, you guys. For better
2: or worse, I agree.
0: Right? It's stuck in my brain and, and I, I, it won't leave, and Justin made me promise not to go see it again, so I didn't. Uh, these you. are our initial thoughts. We're going to start off, of course, with every up to the hype. We're going to start off uh, spoiler-free for just a few minutes, and then, of course, we're going to dive into spoiler-full. Uh, so, Kevin, what did you think of Todd Phillips' Joker?
2: Uh, I, have, I have to say uh, I hated every second I was watching <laughs> this movie. Uh, I can't remember a time where I was more uncomfortable during a movie. Really? Um, I was twitching in my seat. I was nervously, you know, moving around. Um, That said, I think it was an excellent film. Yeah. Uh, A deeply flawed, terrifically made film. I'm all over the map on this one.
1: Yeah. Justin, what do you think? It was exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. It was like to a T, um, even right up to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a really nice, focused, character piece Mm. on a villain that hasn't really gotten this much of a focus like i don't think any villain has gotten this much of a focus in the movie and like a very real organic sort of focus
0: right i mean we're going to be seeing loki later on on disney plus that's going to be focusing solely on that character But, but even still to your point it's i mean i guess going back to that scorsese quote it's going to be very different
1: exactly right and that this kind of brings up that you know tying in that quote into mm-hmm. this, you know, you see how this is, you know, Scorsese was kind of attached to do this project.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of strange that he's talking, he's talking about MCU movies right, but, the way but he is. If, and then if he... the
1: movie was intended to be this way and, and obviously it wasn't, it's probably gone through iterations and script writing and, 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 yeah. and revisions and all this sort of stuff. But the reality is, is that if he was behind this project, he saw the unique nature of trying to do something different with Mm -hmm. this story, Mm -hmm. right? So something he's more used to. Exactly. Something that would actually resonate with an audience beyond just a, you know, fun, entertaining MCU movie. Yeah. It was was something. Because I I was intrigued when I heard originally that he was attached to either direct and then produce or he's written something or something.
2: But he didn't do
1: it. No. You know, so I... And the fact that Todd Phillips did it is Mm -hmm. very unique because it's like, you know, this guy has, what, Old School is one of his films? and the hangover and the hangover both hangover movies yeah
0: a lot of interviews with Todd Phillips he does however talk about how how obsessed he is with Scorsese movies so getting the chance to almost work with him and um he talks about being on the phone with him for like a solid like 20 minute conversation about uh getting him into trying to to produce this movie and uh and and yeah just kind of you can really see in this movie how much he's taking from a movie that um, that I think there's two movies that he's really taking from the king of comedy as well as the taxi driver, I think are kind of the, the two main um, when you watch those movies, you can, you can really see these elements. And in in fact, I actually having watched uh, the king of comedy just a couple nights ago. um, I do recommend if you are going to watch that movie, watch it after seeing the Joker. If you've never seen either watch the watch Joker first, Than King of Comedy because um, there is is so much from that movie, even to the point where when you're watching it, there's a character in that movie that's almost like a proto-Harley Quinn-type character uh, who acts alongside Robert De Niro um, as they pretty much fulfill the same plot or very very similar plot to Todd Phillips' Joker. Um, I love this movie. I really, really think that it's... If it didn't have, I think the message that it portrays on on uh, on mental illness and on on like the the concepts of culture and society beating someone down and stepping over them over and over and over again, I think that message of that story, I don't think it, as many people would be going to see it right no, now. No, but the thing if is, it wasn't the
1: reality is, is that if this was a movie that didn't frame it as the Joker, there'd yeah. be a whole other list of problems with it. Right, the fact yeah. that
2: Oh, so it's okay because it's the joke? No, no, it doesn't make it it's mm-hmm. okay,
1: but what they're able to do is talk about those those issues in the framework of a fictional character rather than let's say doing a piece about you know, about the the actual shooter of the Aurora right theater, right? right. Like what went into his sort of mentality of doing that. That in a way does mm-hmm. glorify that. Mm-hmm. Um For me, I like I don't think I really resonate like I can see why people are having an issue or kind of like they're talking about it. But like notice that you know this, this film screened in the Venice Film Festival and it mm-hmm. won its prestigious award. Yeah. Right. The Golden Lion. Mm-hmm. And it was recognized as a, you know, as a very a huge achievement. Mm-hmm. Like a superhero movie in a film festival, foreign yeah. film festival. Yeah. Um, it's not until it hit here in the right. United States, obviously with a larger audience, more people's eyes on it that suddenly these things started to come arise, you know, these, these questions on this side of the world where we're used to seeing things like, Mm -hmm. you know, the stuff that happens in the news. Right. And we can't help but draw those parallels of, is this movie really, you know, what is this movie saying about that? Mm -hmm. Right. I think a lot of people have this, this problem that it just doesn't really have any sort of messaging. I, I don't know if it needed a message to it.
2: I just I just I'm not sure what the intention of this movie was Mm. because I felt nothing but sympathy and 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 a sense of dread for this character. I felt bad for him the whole time. Mm -hmm. I don't think he was a bad guy. I think he ends up doing horrible things. But you can see how he was driven there. Yeah. And I'm not sure that was the point. And if it was, why was that the point? It's a mm-hmm. weird way to sort of approach the t- the subject of mental health right and the way society treats people
0: with mental issues. But I think I think it gets people talking about it. Whether it's
1: So Todd no Phillips
2: set out to get people talking about mental health with this movie? I don't think so. No. I don't think Why so. I don't think so. No?
1: No, I think I think that's that's I just, think, I just think it was yeah. a really weird choice to I go with it. this exactly. character. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're intrigued by. Right? Yeah. Right? It's it, it because it makes it feel so real and grit and gritty and, and, and very authentic. Yeah. And it's not glorified and polished like the other superhero movies that we've seen. Yeah. It, it makes it feel a little bit more real. Yeah. And I
0: think I think um Joaquin Phoenix's performance, I mean, if he doesn't get an Oscar He'll get nominated. I don't know if he'll win. You don't know if he'll win. I don't think he can win. Not with
2: the climate surrounding the movie and and today's everything. Yeah, I I think, yeah. He certainly deserves the nom. Yeah, Um, 100%. I mean, five minutes into it, I was like, man, if this guy just laughs like this the whole time, it's going to be the most annoying, overly theater actor movie of all time. It's an incredible performance. Yeah. That's how I was able to hate the living hell out of this movie and respect the hell out of it as a film. Right. And this really, Scorsese, here's your comic book film for you, bud. Yeah. You know, if this is what you want out of comic book movies, no thank you, (laughs) personally. It's too heavy. It's way too real. Yeah. It's a comic book movie. I don't need it to be uber realistic. That's where I'm separated from the material.
0: I just, I think as far as, I mean, for me, I, I, you know, I love talking to you guys about video games and how I do feel as though video games have a really good over film in my mind, a really good way to, to get you to, to, to literally be in the shoes and feel the experiences that you would not have the opportunity to feel in your own skin, in your own body. You, you can be all these other people or have these other experiences or have experiences and just, and, and not have them to have fun, but have them to learn from them. And I do feel like in this movie, there were so many things that i was i was discovering about somebody that would be in that situation that i i just i felt so much more you know to your to your point kevin for this character and and understood this character more than i think i have in any other um super villain or or just bad guy in a movie
1: this was like a weird sort of like a window into someone's very Yeah, dark you perception. don't want
2: to be this character. No, you don't want to live this think, life. His life is terrible. That's, you that's don't want the Joker was, to experience right? that. Like that that's who oh, the, the, Joker the, was. the evil yeah. has to come from somewhere. I just think it's a weird choice to make that evil come from a man who was abused as a child, abandoned mm-hmm. by society, mm-hmm. his medication, his therapy, everything is taken away from him. Yeah. He's he's has no support, no friends. His mother, you find yeah. out is, can, is quite a Yeah, we evil. can get into spoilers. You know, now. Well, I think yeah, yeah. we were gonna naturally sure. get in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna go beat by beat here, no. but this is a character. His mother who lies has been to him beat. for yeah, his entire life. His, his life is yeah. is a lie and he finds this out. Nobody knows how they would react in those situations. And I'm not saying again, I don't condone his his response to all of these horrible things happening to him. Right. But I don't blame him at the same time. Yeah. It's a weird choice for what is but supposed to I
1: be think, your villain. But I yeah. think that is that is that is the that is kind of the unique sort of nature of, of this film. You know he's a bad guy. You know he's a villain. You know what he's going to do in the ethos of the DCU and yeah. who he's going to end up being. To actually see his story and feel remorse and to feel empathy towards the, the history that he's had, it's it puts you as a viewer in a very interesting place because you have always seen him as the bad guy but now you're so now like, he's not the bad it. guy. No, let's say he he's were to continue
2: and he faces off against Batman. No. Is Batman the bad guy for picking on and beating the heck mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. somebody with a mental disability?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: All of a sudden, like yes, he kill he kills two people in this movie. Yeah, um, I mean three. But is it three?
0: Four, four actually. Uh, yeah, four. The, the two I mean, subway guys. Oh, the two subway Was guys. It? Yes, the two subway, subway guys. guys or so, or two, so no. he kills. Oh, three. Three subway guys. So he, kills, guy. so he yeah. kills
2: three guys who are, without provocation, kicking the crap out of him on the subway. So yes. it's self-defense. Okay. Then he kills a guy who manipulates him, you know, gave him the gun in the first place that he uses yeah. to get in trouble, picks on him. You know, he, he pretends to be his friend but yes. sells him out. And then he kills a man who publicly shamed him on television. Right. Again, none his, of these... And his mother and his mother who lied to him abused yeah. him as a child allowed him to be abused he yeah. kills four people who victimized him just as much as he did in 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 killing them yeah. like this is a this is a poor sad man that needs help not you know condemnation for being an evil sinister villain with evil intentions
1: yeah i think it says more about the fact that you have empathy for him than Oh, is that actual...
2: I care about people who are in an unfortunate situation. I think
1: it just says something more because I, you know, given his. Did life you consider him a bad guy at the end of that movie because he killed uh, those people? I considered him starting a dark path and beginning a dark path because he, mm-hmm. yes, had a rough life. But I do believe that with, you know, it is hard in cases when in real life situations when you do suffer from mental health to talk about it mm-hmm. to reach out. Especially in our generation now, where it is such a you know conversation, and people are a little bit more like, I have a mental health issue, right? Or I suffer from mental issues. See, but we're supposed
2: issues. to we 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 want people to talk up and we want people to share their stories and share what they're going through. And this movie is trying to portray that as a bad guy. This a person suffering through something like this is a bad person because they might make the wrong choice or feel that they have no other option.
0: But I, I don't know. I just what I got from this movie was. Was getting to understand the feelings that this character would be having, and and aligning me with that. I mean, we've all been in those situations where we've imagined us, imagined you know, illusions of grandeur, imagined you know, on the on the red carpet or or in a talk show situation. Um, you know, we've all had those those fantasies of you know the the person that we would be if we were in those situations, or the person we would want to be with in those situations and and having those thoughts but we don't we don't live with them. And I just thought it was it was an incredible portrayal of of somebody who suffers from living with those those ideas in his head so much to the point where that is his reality. He but, needs it to be real.
1: But what those scenes to me, yeah, like at least show is that he wanted to matter. He felt like his life didn't matter. Yeah. Like that quote that he had written in his notebook Right, where it said, you know, I hope my death, you know, what was it? Uh, it's
0: I hope my, my death makes more sense than my, than life, my life. Right. And I think that, C-E-N-T-S. C-E-N-T-S. It's actually yeah. a great joke. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and I think that the, the interesting part of that is in, in all of those little scenes where, yes, he's imagining, he wants to matter. Yeah. He wants to make, like, not make a difference, but he wants to be valued and appreciated. And I think as you start to see, like, His act, his first act of killing started a revolution within Gotham, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that was, I think that was the key thing, yeah, about that. That And
0: and within himself, too. Oh,
1: a hundred percent, yeah, that's that's what started it, right? And then I think when he killed his mother, it was getting rid of the past, that was the only thing that was attached to his past, yeah. Was, was, if
0: anything, if anything, I, I I mean, I would assume he would have actually thanked uh, the clown that gave him. The gun, you know, that kind of sit to, to in in when I watch that scene, when I think about that scene again, him killing him, like I, I actually think that kind of it's sort of I don't know, for me, that sort of doesn't fit as well. I get that he's 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 kind of getting him back for what he did to him. But I think if you were to look at the Joker at a later point in time, he would probably regret that decision what? because he probably he probably would thank the man who got him into that situation that escalated him to that point. Maybe, yeah. I, you
1: I, know? I, that's a valid point. I would ask Kev, like when you watched The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. Christian Nolan with, with the the, I, ones, I
2: right? the Dark Knight is a is a cartoon compared to this movie. Right. And at the time it it seemed like the realest, grittiest
1: yeah. comic right, because book It was, movie it was also there. it was also tailored for it was tailored to to meet fit both audiences of a of a kid as well as an adult. Yeah. And it definitely tailored more to the words the adult, but you could take your kid to see this movie and they would get scared, but you know, it, it wasn't as dark. Like you can't take your kid to see this film. I don't no. think it, right? I would. Please recommend don't. it Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> please I wouldn't don't. recommend it at all. And yeah. like, you know, I mean, we can is... go back
2: and forth about the, 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 the treatment of the character, the, yeah. the, the, the origins that, you know, what caused, you know, although that sort of thing, yeah. I just think you see a trailer for birds of prey. Yeah mr j she's mm. talking about this is not that mr j no, no. it's just that's intense. too yeah. out there man it, yeah i don't know if it needed to be such an iconic character who is on the screen all the time he's represented twice by two different actors in the last 10 years alone yeah like it's just there's too much going on in this dc universe that this real gritty make you feel like crap movie mm-hmm. is in the middle of you know, Man of Steel and Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad and stuff like that. And she's like, I thought it weird how much Mr. J is referenced in that Birds of Prey trailer. Yeah. They're clearly bringing, bringing it back. It back. Yeah. But it ain't going to be this one. So we're going to get a fourth iteration of the character in 10 years. It's worse than Spider-Man at this yeah. point. Yeah, Like DC is just a mess.
0: But I don't think this This doesn't fit in anything. No, and it, that's fine. I think it just needs I, to be its own thing.
2: It certainly can be its own yeah. thing. I just... And, and, and this movie... 100% isn't made for me. And I completely accept that. I'm not mad that I didn't like it. Sure. I had feelings going in. I don't think I'm going to like this. And You remember? Really?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: don't think I'm going to like it. And I didn't. And I have a lot of issues with some of the treatment of it. Yep. Really well done in a lot of aspects. Kudos to the film. They took a chance. Yeah. The I don't cinematography, think it worked. Like the, the the way the scenes incredible. are structured. I thought the pacing was fantastic. Yeah. I thought a lot was really well done. I thought there were some odd choices in terms of uh, where they put in comedy, even if it was dark comedy. Right. I thought it was. So again, uh, I just it was a misfire for me. Mm-hmm. I can see why this is going to resonate with a lot of fans and why a lot of people are going to have this as their favorite Joker. Yeah, one of their favorite comic movies, and that's perfectly understandable. Cool. Uh, it's got people talking.
0: All right. right, Kevin, your final score, and then we'll move on to Justin's final thoughts. Uh, how many ha's out of five? Uh, I didn't, I, uh, two, ha ha, I did not
2: laugh very much at this movie uh, okay. at all. And yeah.
0: So. Okay. Two out of five. Oh, two out of five? Is One out of saying? five. One out of five. Okay. Justin. Wow. What are you
1: thinking? Well, I think that the passion that you have about this film, Kevin, uh, is kind of. it. it it was a success. It's got people talking. It's got people yeah. talking, and I and I think that that that's a, a big thing. And whether it's negative or positive, it's it's still a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's something that's going to stick with people. So, in my opinion, that's a success. Yeah. Going uh,
0: into the movie before you saw it,
1: well, going into the movie before I saw it, I, mm-hmm. I definitely knew what I was getting myself into. I was getting myself into a character piece that was very focused. Yeah. Um, that didn't fit into the whole DC universe. Yeah. It was a one-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it succeeded. Um, I went back and watched The Dark Knight in preparation for this, yeah, just to kind of find it. Because I, I, what really resonated with me about the film is it serves as an indirect prequel to the Nolan universe. Yeah, I was, it, reading, some, I was kind of reading some in some yeah. In some aspects, it's definitely like in terms of age and stuff like that. You could definitely argue that. That's fine, but. If this was the story of the Joker that we saw in Mm -hmm. Nolan's film, it's it's kind of very fitting. Yeah, there's some real raw uh, parallels that tie the two together. Um, That being said, from a film standpoint of how it was shot, it looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. Performance was impeccable. It it hit all the marks for me at least in terms of uh, a great story, Um, not a great superhero movie but a great story mm-hmm. um, and I loved how it was in more of an Arthur Fleck movie than movie. it was a Joker movie, was a Joker movie. Uh, I think the, the the realization of that was when he was sitting in the in the uh, when he was sitting there and for for the TV interview yeah and he suddenly started to like have more of a balance and like he, he, he became the Joker in, exactly yeah. he started bringing in that flamboyant sort of behavior yeah and then he just went off yeah and that was like typical joker like it was like just how you would have he's like jumping out of the comics right yeah. and that whole scene is like straight out of the comics so i loved it i thought it was i thought it was really great i'd probably give it i i would give it mm-hmm. four haws out of five okay um and i know that it's a touchy subject and, and it is what it is but i know that when i went in and i watched it i I wasn't thinking about that when I left. I wasn't thinking about that because I framed it in a character piece about a fictional character. I can see the raw, real moments that people are talking about. But for me, I I don't think I, it didn't resonate that hard with me on that. Okay.
0: All right. And then, yeah, I think for myself, um, I just kind of, I think it, it was, it was very much a movie that I felt I did, Connect with a lot of the moments, um, a lot of the feelings that the main character was having, uh, and and I I haven't felt like that at least from a movie for quite a while uh, that I was able to kind of take from that, and and it really did get me thinking about the concepts of of you know how many people have I passed on the street who I've maybe given a glance to, and now I'm just. In their lives somehow in their mind Um, and it's just one of those things that it's just you don't normally think about and I I just I do like how this movie is it's kind of giving us those those thoughts and giving us those um, giving us getting us into those conversations just just to keep talking about it Um, and I, I really did enjoy this this portrayal of that character of Arthur Fleck and then eventually near the very tail end of the film the Joker I would say for myself I would give it a 4.5 out of five. Right up there. Um, I thought it was again. I as far as if we're looking at like what Martin Scorsese would consider a film, I thought it was was definitely up there. And I don't think this is my favorite comic book film or superhero movie or anything no. like that. Um, but it's it's definitely it definitely is a fantastically made film, and I think the message that it does portray, at least for for what I got out of it. Um, I think, needs to be seen. I think I think as many people need to see this as possible. Um, so I definitely think, at least for two of us, it lived... Oh,
2: to be fair, it lived up to the hype for me. It, my hype just wasn't good. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It, met, it, met, it met your hype. It I, met my hype, for sure. I, I think, just as a last note, kudos to Todd Phillips to... You know, be bold yeah. and really step out of like his typical comfort zone. Absolutely. And, like, do
2: that. and and my issues with the film don't come from necessarily the treatment of the character and the origins and everything. I felt like crap for two hours. I was uncomfortable. I was uneasy. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I like out of a movie. Yeah. I, I'm an escapist. I like to have fun. I like to enjoy myself. I do you don't think you'd look, watch it
0: again? I don't think I would. No. Would take the time to watch it again. Hundred percent. Yeah. I'm. And so you know, when we do watch things again, we are going to have a segment. Uh, that we're going to feature called After the Hype, um, which obviously we're not going to do right away. Um, but, you know, a little bit later on. If you ask we, me in six months today.
2: to watch it again, yeah. I'll give it a crack. Yeah? sure. Yeah? Cool. And then and I'll then... come back just as miserable and hate you guys for making me do it. <laughs> but I'll do it. I'll take we'll one for the team.
0: Now, speaking of watching things, uh, you know, and, and kind of coming back and discussing them, um, we are going to end with a segment uh, that we're not going to go too far into because we're obviously, it's a pretty long first episode already, but um, called Watch Club. Uh, And this is watch club is kind of like book club where we find a movie that's easy to access and maybe not seen by everyone and watch it. Then you can tune into our next episode to hear our discussion on what worked and what didn't kind of like a book club, but better. For our first watch club, I am proposing we check out I am mother on Netflix. This is starring Rose Byrne and Luke Hawker, and it follows a teenage girl Who's raised by a robot?
1: Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! That's not. Spoiler is that a, the
0: synopsis? I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer. It's yeah. synopsis. Yeah. Oh, the, trailer. the synopsis. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. I'm going in fresh. Yeah. Okay, I, I know nothing um, about this. I've yeah. never heard of it. I'll watch it. No worries. It's on Netflix. You have to check it out. Um, and then, if you watch it, you can come back at the tail end of our next episode, episode two. We are going to be uh, discussing "I Am Mother" in our watch club. Thank you so much for joining us for our first episode. We've got all sorts of really cool segments and ideas for our future episodes lined up. So if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are Geekcentric and you can be too. So you can also check us out on YouTube. Justin, where can they find us on YouTube again?
1: Yep, they can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Geekcentric, or you can just search Geekcentric, not Geocentric, but (laughs) Geekcentric.
0: And if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, you can add us at Geekcentric, yt geek centric yt the yt standing for youtube uh and then you can follow us on instagram at we are Geekcentric. we post all the shots of uh kind of some photos and um you know all of our stories are well, going to be kind of what's going on around us but yeah. our our main shots are going to be of what our maybe our latest uh episode was or, or video was on our youtube channel which by the way our last one guys was what was the last one we did that we want everyone to check out oh we just
1: uh, posted our office video uh, written a trip by down to, trip down to Scranton. Yeah, a trip down to Scranton. Written by Mr. Kevin Hudson. Cool, awesome. We'll check it out.
0: Uh, Justin, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. And uh, as we say, love ya.
3: Get home safe, guys.
0: Peace.